Hey everyone, and welcome to the Dance Parent Podcast. It's Jake and Jana back with you on another episode. Thanks for joining us. Uh, looking forward to being back on a weekly schedule after uh, being a little bit more sporadic this past summer. Um, hope everyone had a great summer of dance and traveling and vacations and all the things, but looking forward to all the content that we've got coming at you. Absolutely. And as we're getting back into routines and Um, which I'm sure a lot of you are so thankful for. I know that we are and some normalcy after crazy summer schedules. Um, We thought it would be a great thing this week to talk about balancing and routines. And, um, you know, I think especially at this time of the year, we tend to get a lot of questions as studio owners and teachers on, should my kid be taking this class? Is it okay if they don't take this class? Is it okay if they're not there for all the optional Saturday classes? And so we thought this would be a great time to kind of talk about that as most of you are setting your schedules for the school year and getting back to dance and school and all the things. Yes. So um, my quick answer to this question is always that it's different for every kid. And it's different for every kid from year to year. Sometimes it's different for every kid from semester to semester or even month to month and I think as parents and teachers we have to keep a real eye on is this too much for this kid to where they're potentially going to burn out get injured all the things is it not enough for this kid to where they're going to feel like they fall behind their peers and then get discouraged and don't want to dance anymore because they feel like they're not keeping up And I think it's different for every kid. It's different depending on what's happening at school and in life. But helping them to find that balance regularly is critical. And I think depending on how old the kid is, but honestly, even some of the older kids too, I think they need adults in their lives um, to help guide this. And when it's maybe not enough and when it's maybe too much. 100%. I also think that you're right that it not only depends on the kid, but I think it depends on the kid by year, like you said, by semester, because it can change and does change quite often. So just kind of always staying in tune with where they are as, um, as the parent, as the dance faculty, you know, I think it's super important. And I'm not supportive of, you know, quitting something on a team or saying, okay, we committed to these seven group dances and we're in them and now it's too much for my kid. And so we're going to pull out of all the groups and just do a treat. That's not it. Right. I think it's important for kids to follow through with their commitments, but I also think if they have a minimum of three ballet classes that they're supposed to take and they're signed up for five, that sometimes those things need to be flexible depending on what's happening that year. And also sometimes you'll get into maybe seventh grade was magically way easier than sixth grade for them Mm -hmm. and October hits and you thought that they couldn't handle taking those extra classes and they're begging to take more classes and their friends are taking more and they just want to take this and they want to take hip hop, then maybe we look at that, you know, and I think it's okay for these things to be flexible and add and delete, um, depending on how things are going for the kid. So that being said, um, I think naturally most parents that I see, gosh, I could say that, but I see it go both ways for sure. I do think a lot of parents, especially with younger dancers tend to, side on I don't want them to do too much and I want to make sure that I'm sure balancing them okay to where they're not exhausted and all the things I see that quite often I think that's great and important and very necessary 
Um, but I think maybe the perspective that they don't always think of at first is that if that kid is not taking as many classes and wanting to take more and handling everything well, that just like with anything, that kid that's taking double the amount of dance is probably going to progress quicker. Um, if I go and take cooking classes, I'm probably going to become a better cook than if I don't. If I go and give me another example, <laughs> nothing take, right now. Take golf lessons. I don't know. I, sure, <laughs> I sure. Play I know right now. Right. nothing about it, right? So if I just go and once a week take a golf lesson, I'm going to learn a lot more than if I don't do that at all. So then when it comes time for convention, if these kids are taking hip hop regularly at their studio, they're going to do better in hip hop class. If they're training in ballroom, if they're taking more ballet, whatever it is, of course, the more time they put in, they're going to do better. They're going to be learning more, all the things. It's just finding the balance where it's not too much. I agree. And I was just thinking too, I I think with some of these students that are such um, high achievers and just such go-getters and so ambitious, I think one of the biggest things we've seen over the years too are the students that are so, uh, that are stretched so thin that they're not doing everything to their best and with excellence. And then when they start to notice that and know that 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 is discouraging as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, that's the flip side of it too. Is is if they're one of those students that always has to do their best, and then all of a sudden they're realizing like, whoa, I am like stretched way too thin. I'm not doing anything well. That's that can be demoralizing to them as well. Yeah. And parents, I'll say this too. Um, I think we get a really interesting perspective doing this as many years as we have and watching so many dancers grow from four-year-old students of ours to adults, you know? And I think we've got to watch that progression. And obviously as parents as well, it's a little different. Like we have two kids in our household that we're watching grow up but as dance teachers we just get to see so many and so we get to see so many different personality types we get to see so many different things that like I wish we would have guided that differently Um, or I'm so glad we learned that from this kid and then we were able (laughs) to guide this kid that way because there's similarities so I think that it's important to realize that even that kid that has been the biggest go-getter high achiever and the kid that's been able to handle everything and they've been able to be at the studio six days a week and doing all these things, even that kid does hit a point. Sometimes it's at 11, sometimes it's at 12, sometimes it's at 16 for a month and then they're fine afterwards. But all those kids sometimes hit a point Mm -hmm. where they need to scale back for a second or it's just too much and they're about to hit a breaking point. And I think if we can help them catch that right before it happens, then you get kids that go on to happily dance until they graduate and then Mm -hmm. go on to be successful at whatever they do or go on to dance for the whole rest of their life as we have. (laughs) Um, And I think it's just helping to navigate them keeping only enough on their plate where they can manage it. And recognizing those signs when they pop up that, uh, we need some margin right now. Like you need to go to a movie with your friend. You need to. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what some of those signs are. Um, I think definitely if you have a kid that has never pushed back on wanting to go to class or wanting to do more or wanting to dance, Okay, one day of that, maybe not super concerning. But if there's suddenly a trend happening, then maybe we need to figure out and have a serious conversation with them too about what we can pull back 
to where we're doing everything to our fullest ability. And why we feel like that too, mm-hmm. you know, cause it hasn't felt like that before. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I remember, honestly, I remember always being a straight A AP class student and all of a sudden hitting a point in high school where like I couldn't stay awake in my first hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that was probably a breaking point of, oh, you can't actually be at dance until nine every night and then do homework until whatever time in the morning mm-hmm. and then have the social life that I wanted to have, you know? Um, now, was it some like crazy breaking point where I burn out on dance? No. But was I definitely at a point where it was too much? Yes. I was not the student to fall asleep at school. Like that was never who I was until it was just more than I could handle. Especially as a daughter of a teacher. Right. <laughs> did that get back to your mom? <laughs> um, it did actually. Um, and so I think, you know, just recognizing those signs of when it's too much, then let's talk the about the other side of it. Yes. Recognizing right. the signs when they're starting to feel like they're just not good enough or they're starting to come home complaining that they're in the back or that they didn't get this or this or they're not achieving this at convention or what placement they got, then I think it's important to take a look at, okay, how could we do more if they can handle it to make them achieve whatever these goals are that Mm -hmm. they have? And a lot of times that could be as simple as like, I can't tell you. I know we've said it on a million episodes. I'm going to keep saying it all year long. (laughs) I don't know what you're going to say. One extra ballet class (laughs) per week is just, huge when they're wanting to improve technically it makes a giant difference but i think i think we should mention if if you're just new to the podcast like go back and listen to it why like it's because we've seen it make such a difference it's not like just a just a thought that we have like we've seen it in so many students that's why we say it right yeah and so that one extra class whether it's an hour and a half or two hours a week could make a giant difference And then they're starting to achieve the things that they want. They feel more motivated. They're not um, upset because they're not achieving the things they want. So they're not thinking about the negative things while they're at school or while they should be working on schoolwork. They feel Mm. proud of the work they're putting in. So it's a constant balance. I would also recommend if you are seeing, um, and not just like for two days, right? Like especially with teaching so many girls and teenage girls, like their hormonal things will happen. But if you're seeing a trend over the course of a few weeks with your student, I would talk to their teacher too. If you feel like Mm -hmm. they're not doing enough and so they're feeling down on themselves, or if you feel like they're doing too much and they're feeling overwhelmed, a lot of times their teachers are probably seeing that too. And it's once again, it's different for every kid, but a lot of times we have strong opinions on it too. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, let them go home by their last class on Wednesday. They are so exhausted. They're they're not even with me. They're not getting anything out of it. Don't take that optional Wednesday class or let them have Saturday off. They're acting like they don't want to be there. We don't have team rehearsal anyway. You know, I'm never something that's like not following through on a commitment, but that extra stuff, a lot of times their teachers are probably seeing where they could cut back or where they could add more to achieve their goals. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. I think, Everyone that is in this business and industry is doing it because they love kids and want to help them achieve and become the best dancers they can be. So I'm sure that all of your teachers are more than happy to have that conversation. Sometimes it's nice to have that conversation too, I feel like, because depending on the age, sometimes it's not um, the conversation that you want to broach with the student because you don't want them to feel a certain way. Like, 
whether they feel like you see them in a certain light or, oh, well, they see that I'm not doing as well, even though, like... Or the eight-year-old that's right. there until 9.30 and you're like, are you tired? Sister are you exhausted? Eight, right? And then they're going to feel like, oh, my teacher knows I was tired. I'm not working hard right, enough. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, sometimes that's nice to just know, like, okay, so you're seeing it too. Let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe the answer is, like, we don't do our solo for a few months or we don't do it at these few competitions so we can scale back and not focus on a solo and late night private lessons or rushing to the studio to start a private lesson 10 minutes after school gets out. And then we can add it back in when you're ready. Those things can make a huge difference. I've also seen dancers just decide to not compete a solo for a year and that be a huge year of growth for them. Mm. And then what do you We've know? We've seen that so many times. Like way passing their own ceiling the next year. Even some of, I mean, I'm not going to get on a solo soapbox right now, but even some of, I feel like, the most talented, uh, hardworking, whatever the adjective you want, dancers that we've worked with sometimes are not the ones that have done three solos when they're eight years old till the time they're 18. Like right. it just It just gets to be too much sometimes yep. you know and then there's others that can do that at eight and it's wonderful yep. and then we hit a year at 11 where we need to just do one and maybe we don't even add it in until january and that's okay too right so um i think just to start off the year i think it's important that i think it's so important like we just did a lock-in with our students and we did goal setting and i think all of that is yep. so important and we talk about it so often um, but I also think, especially as parents, that it's important to make sure that we keep it all in perspective on filling their plates to a point that they can handle it and they feel challenged and they feel like they're growing, but not so much that they're going to crumble at some point. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too. I'm glad you brought up the the lock-in, which Jana and one of our other staff members <laughs> stayed up all night with them as I came home with the twins. But uh Go you, uh, but the they go- did not sleep. <laughs> they did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the start of a season or the start of a, a school year and a dance year, I think, is such a great opportunity um, as the dance teacher, but as the parent, even more to sit down and have that conversation. Like, what are some of your goals this year? Like, what what do we want to set out um, to do? What, how can I help you? Like, kind of map that out because some kids are naturally, I feel like, good at that. And they, and they just, they could probably rattle off 12 different things that they want to do this year. And some kids, um, because I feel like we don't teach it or talk about it enough sometimes in society, like some kids just need that prompt Mm -hmm. or that help. And and I think now's the time of year that it's really, um, it's almost like the January 1st with the rest of us, you know, like this is the fresh start for a lot of them. And I think it's good for them to look out on the year and go, okay, when it hits May or June and I'm done with this season, what do I want to look back and say I accomplished? And parents, I think if you know their goals, that can be really helpful if they hit a point where it is too much. It's huge. If you know their goals, it makes it easier to start looking and going, well, maybe this is what we pull back on. Mm -hmm. Because if your goal is to get way better at ballet, then is this eight o'clock hip hop class the most necessary thing to achieve your goals? If your number one goal is to win scholarships and make friends and do everything with your teammates, then is the solo the most important thing? Or was that totally lower on the list for you? Well, kind of like what we talked about the lock-in with um, 
with our students as, as far as goal setting goes, once you've set that goal and, and once you know that that's what you're going to commit to working towards, if you can if you can really lock that in, the decision has already been made when it gets hard, right? right. To, to go, you know what? I'm a little tired today, but I've made this goal. So I, the decision on whether or not to go to class today or to, to push through, that was made months ago because this is the type of person I am and this is the per- type of person I'm, I'm, you know, molding myself into being. So I think it makes it a little easier too. Like you were saying, if, if the parents know and can go, hey, this is what you talked about. Is this still what you want to do? I mean, even when I was talking and interviewing Rich Yoder, um, which if you, if you haven't listened to the episode on on uh, his career on Broadway, he was talking that's one of the things his parents and his mom did so well is is he would say, you know, is that what you still want? Because if so, like, I think you, right. you got to go do this. And it wasn't a pushy way, but it was, hey, this is what we talked about. I'm just trying to help you, you know, achieve what you want to achieve. But it's your choice, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And then on the flip side, if you're so exhausted that you're not applying yourself fully in everything, Mm -hmm. then maybe as the parent, we catch that we should pull back on this one or two classes because that's not going to help you get where you want to be if you're not fully applying yourself. Yeah. So great time of year to sit down and set some goals and and really break those down into manageable, you know, bites on how we get there too. Because a lot of kids will have very lofty, huge goals, which is great. Which is wonderful, uh, right? I, I would Just much break it down that. into right. the small goals of how you get there. Exactly. Yes. So, um, was that? I think that's kind of all we. That had. is. I think yeah. it's a it's a good way to start off the year, and um, by all means, if you have questions and things that you want us to talk about on the podcast, please send them to us. We love hearing them. That was really helpful last year, and helped us to come up with a whole lot of episodes and content and all sorts of things it did we're really excited to do this um i guess is this do we call this like season two since we're (laughs) i don't know um but we're really excited to keep doing this um we we uh, really enjoyed hearing from you guys last year and and covering different topics so yeah if you have things please you know send us an email or dm us and on instagram or or wherever you can connect with us and let us know so Absolutely. So happy back to school, everyone. We hope that you're having a great week. I'm loving it so far on our end, and we look forward to helping navigate this dance journey all together however we can. You bet. So until next time, uh, we will see you on the next podcast. Have a great week, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.